Welcome to this bonus episode of Maritime Software Hub, the People Podcast. For those of you that don't know, my name's Callum Beaumont. I run a recruitment agency called Cordell Beaumont, which specializes in the maritime software and commercial shipping space, um, predominantly helping businesses hire sales, product management, and marketing professionals. Um, so in this episode, it's just going to be me speaking. Um, I'm going to give a quick run through about who we've had on the show so far this year, um, in particular in this season. Um, I'm also going to have a little bit of a, an overview of what we discussed on some of my recent LinkedIn posts. And that was to do with the hiring trends um, and in particular the the consequences of the market consolidation that's been happening, certainly in the last couple of years. But this year in 2023, it's really ramped up. Um, and there's been a yeah a bit of a knock-on effect, I'd say, from some of the kind of the, the big influences in the market, and also on the ground level, the, the candidates we're speaking to, whether they're passive or kind of active candidates, it is taking a big making a big impact on on them. So I'll share uh, what we're hearing with you. Um, I'm also going to tell you a little bit about what's to come up and, and to look forward in 2024. We've got some really exciting guests already lined up to, to start uh, back on the show from January. I'm going to tell you about a new book um, I'm currently writing and be releasing uh, early next year. Um, and I've also got another little business venture uh, being planned and, and currently uh, being organized. So I'll, I'll share a bit about that um, as, as we go on. So please stay tuned and, and thanks a lot for joining us. This episode is proudly sponsored by Vortexa. Vortexa provides market-leading real-time data and advanced analytics, offering comprehensive global information on energy and freight markets, including energy flows, freight, and inventories. Vortexa strives to connect and optimize energy flows by combining pioneering technology with industry expertise. If you'd like to learn more about Vortexa's innovative platform, you can visit www.vortexa.com. So when we started the season, so far we've had some really interesting guests on the show. We've had businesses like Sirocco, Rightship, Vortexa, Maritime Optima, Signal, Stratum 5, Tenure. Yes, I am reading these off just in case I forget anyone. Um, Tenure, Tiller, Adventure Group. Um, and we've also discussed key topical matters like ESG with Gina. Uh, we went through um, like events marketing with Bill Bixby. Um, and I've had a whole range of really other interesting interviews and discussions um, about different topics, mainly relating to the maritime software space and kind of digital transformation in shipping. So, uh, yeah, huge thank you to all of those businesses that have taken part on the show this season. Um, and also, yeah, really excited to see the people that are going to come along and, and feature in next, next season's uh, show. So hiring trends for 2023. Um my business has changed a lot this year. I mean, I've, I've been quite open about what's happened on our side. Um, we, we unfortunately lost two big key clients. And, and I think that's a, a business learning for me, uh, not to put a lot of weight into two key accounts, which really dominated a lot of our kind of time and revenue and things. So for us, it's been really kind of, we, we've scaled back our, um, I guess, our client acquisition in, in, in a sense where we're being much more targeted about the businesses that we work with we're really trying to forge better kind of strategic relationships with businesses that we partner with helping them hire so that's really been a success uh, for us so we don't necessarily have 
perhaps as many vacancies that we're shouting about and saying that we've got these posts and different opportunities. But the ones we do have are really high quality with, with some really interesting companies. Um, so as we grow forward, there'll be more and more of these kind of executive search retain type of roles happening. Um, so please always do reach out to, to us, me and my team, um, in case you're ever wondering what's happening behind the scenes that maybe you're not aware about. So in terms of the trends, let's say, I think that there's been a, a shift. I think we're seeing lots of companies merge and, and partner up. Obviously, acquisitions have been happening. Um, really big ones lately, obviously, with Zero North, with Alpha Ori. The biggest sort of one that I think to shake the market a little bit late, lately was, was Danilek and, and Nautilus Labs. Um, I mean, obviously, you've got, Nor you've got Navitor, you've got a whole range of other um, the businesses and and C Maritech that those companies have kind of partnered with different businesses. So lots happening. What does that mean for the talent market? What does it mean for people that are trying to hire teams and also for for the individuals themselves that are kind of either working in those companies or for job seekers that want to kind of get into the market and see what's out there. So if we start from from the angle of perhaps the the employees working within those companies that are either acquiring or being acquired, it does have a big impact. On, on, on the plus side, it can be great. All of a sudden, your kind of business's profile could be elevated. You could have a whole range of new customers to suddenly kind of sell into or, or kind of learn from and, and, and get to know. Um, and your your business profile can just, just generally kind of go through the roof, essentially, in terms of like value of business and maybe kind of you you might be more more able to to sell if you've got a bigger brand name behind you and more financial backing and things. So it can have some massive pluses. Um, and for individuals, that can be great. It might mean that maybe you've suddenly got a bigger business that and maybe you can kind of if you've been thinking about making a change internally, but there hasn't been that opportunity for you right in your immediate team, maybe now suddenly there's a bigger group that you can now kind of look and, and go and, and, and perhaps transfer into essentially. Um, so it can be very positive. On the other side, it could be a bit negative because some of those businesses and employees are obviously used to working in a certain way, a certain culture, um, certain management style and structure, certain objectives and targets that can all change um, and often does when there's either new investments or um, obviously a, a, a parent coming or a new company coming in and purchasing um, it can be a, a shift of, of of target companies to go after um, you suddenly your your metrics might be completely different in terms of uh, lots of investments happen now in, in this and we need to deliver it, it might shine a spotlight on those people that maybe been kind of been pretty comfortable and cruising for a, a while. So there can be other pressures. Um, but what it can often mean is, is a bit of a shift in culture. Um, things can sometimes perhaps become a bit more corporate, maybe. Um, if, if a bigger parent company is coming in with their way of working, decisions can sometimes slow down. Um even from a hiring point, that can be can have a big impact. If you want to grow your team and all of a sudden you've got 18 layers, maybe not 18, maybe four or five layers to go through and lots of sign-offs with big H, global HR talent teams, it, it can really change the way your business does uh, like commercial activity and things. Um, so there's pluses and minuses. The main thing for me and from what we're seeing on a recruitment angle is it does create some uncertainty, whether it's in terms of, okay, what's going to happen to their position? 
what's happened to their targets, uh, that type of thing. So generally it, for us in recruitment, it means that we, we typically have more conversations with people that maybe weren't thinking about moving, but all of a sudden if there's like prospects of an acquisition or, or um, there's a merger that has caused a bit of uncertainty, that's when people start to be more open to discussions. Um, so the other sort of, uh, I guess, neg- kind of negative of, of the consolidation that's happened in, in, in particular in the shipping market this year, is basically the market pool is just shrinking for, for talent. You, you've got lots and lots of companies that are partnering up um, and you want to scale your teams, but all of a sudden you, you need some key experience. You probably need, ideally need somebody that's come from maybe if it's a, a chartering based platform that you're selling, you ideally want someone that's got an understanding of no fixtures, pre and post fixture. Um, but certainly on the chartering platform, you're likely to want someone from a, a commercial shipping background. So if you're acquiring or partnering with other businesses where normally you would perhaps go and maybe hire from, all of a sudden your ta- your candidate pool shrunk. And it's the same on the vessel performance side where you've got uh, big companies all of a sudden partnering up with their similar businesses, um, then, then the candidate pool is shrunk. But obviously, lots of mergers tend to be um, tend to happen when when there's a, a complementary kind of service to your initial product. So it's not like a like for like, um, but that generally means that there's a shortage of candidates. From a recruitment point of view, it means all of a sudden where we would normally kind of go and sort of start to try and engage with candidates, all of a sudden we're a little bit more restricted because. Our, our client might now be partnered or have a strategic alliance with this other business where we would normally go and speak to candidates from. Um, so numbers are down in terms of, I think, the available candidate pool, um, which is why there's been an increased need, I think, for either better in, better internal promotion and more internal opportunities for business for, for, for employees. Um, Obviously, we've talked about this a lot in, in the podcast in previous episodes, making sure that we're increasing the, the number of females that are working in the teams or being promoted into senior positions. So the diversity the diversity piece is, is really key. Um, and also, more more so we're seeing is, is that, that kind of, um, I guess, the appetite for hiring people from a SaaS background that doesn't necessarily have to be maritime. So this... I kind of see this as more of a phase two hire when, 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 when maritime software companies are kind of starting up and the first couple of years there, they're getting all the tech in place and the product built, then they try and, well, then they go to market and, and normally they really want someone that's got subject matter expertise. So they hire in a, a maritime professional that's got maybe some SaaS or software experience or just purely is just from the maritime exp- industry has lots of contacts and can articulate the value of the product. That's, that's usually the common path we see. Then I'd say after kind of another year or two, the team starts to scale and then you sort of realize, okay, well we can sell this, but really the, the SaaS sales model is pretty, pretty lengthy. It, it's quite a long sales cycle. So we need SaaS professionals that understand the consultative type of selling. Um, and that can really kind of educate the, the, either the customer or the team on how how to win tenders, how to kind of uh, map out kind of agreements and, and, and just generally understand different types of sales methodologies and things. So that's where you start to see more um, candidates coming through from other industries outside of shipping. Um, 
and and the successes we've had is is industries kind of loosely linked to shipping so the for example the supply chain space um so the sort of freight uh visibility and and uh, freight insights logistics SaaS companies there's a whole range of them especially in the us uh, and places like uh, germany in particular um so we've we've actually placed a number of people from from the supply chain space into the maritime uh maritime software businesses so i think you're going to see a lot more of that um and also people from maybe the data insights companies so um they're selling data subscriptions to uh, about energy about shipping about to, to maybe financial services businesses we, we we've also hired a number of or helped hire a number of um das kind of candidates into uh, maritime software businesses so it's um i think 2024 the, the kind of the ideal profile for every hiring manager is gonna have to relax a bit i think and we're starting to see it already we've always our niche has always been able to to marry up maritime professionals with SaaS experience into one person and then get run with it essentially and, and that, that's kind of been our, our bread and butter for the last four years or so um and it's it's definitely easing because there's less talent out there there's more competition in terms of people trying to hire um so it, it's tricky but i still think there's a lot to look forward to next year in terms of opportunities for growth in in maritime technology uh, especially now obviously with, with with the eu ets coming in in, in literally in, in january um in the new year we're seeing lots more kind of carbon emission monitoring platforms and modules popping up um businesses just being set up specifically to monitor um carbon uh, and reporting and things so um that'll obviously push more 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 um kind of hiring activity i think um, and we're looking at that market in particular as well. Um, it, it's a really interesting space and it does link nicely to vessel performance and en- engine kind of uh, emission monitoring and things. So it's a exciting area to, to follow and, and look at closely. So that's a bit of a wrap up for, for what we've been this year. Um, obviously, if anyone has any questions about uh, um, general hiring trends in regards to kind of regions of like where we're seeing more hiring activity than others in, in the maritime software space, then obviously reach out to me anytime. Um, best way to get me is callum at cordellbeaumont.com or just uh, get in touch on LinkedIn. Um, so what's happened for us this year? So 2023, obviously we actually launched the podcast. Um uh, I think it was around February or so. We're now on episode 24, 25 or so. And uh, it's really been, for me, like the best thing I've done in years, to be honest with you. It's kind of reinvigorated my love for the maritime space and in particular, the maritime tech space. Obviously, I love my day-to-day recruitment and I love speaking to people. But I think having um, companies and guests on the show has really expanded my knowledge of, of the different companies out there and the different kind of solution providers uh, and, and kind of the, the hot topics of, of the moment. So for me, it's been a ma- an amazing learning curve. Um, we don't obviously charge people to come on the show or anything like that. It, it's completely free um, and it's, it's been been awesome. And it's opened up quite a few doors for us. So you'll see a lot more um, podcasts uh, coming early next year. We've already got some interesting uh, topics lined up. And as I said before, I want to try and showcase more from the ship, the, the, the actual vessels perspective. So from, from the crew themselves um, or from ship owning business, talk, try and talk to a few more of those about their digital transformation and challenges they're seeing. Um, so we'll be getting them on the show. 
uh, what else did we do this year? So we we also launched the Cordell Beaumont Academy, um, which is essentially two online kind of on-demand courses. Um, wh- what I really wanted to do is to try and share some of the info- insights I've gathered. So firstly, from the the commercial shipping point of view, from my shipbroking background, um, in, in with the aim to essentially try and, I think, kind of bridge that gap between the people that either kind of start in shipping um, and are kind of faced with whether or not they want to go on and sign on to a, a lengthy kind of year, two or three year course that's generally usually quite expensive. So I wanted to try and sort of sell our, our, our course to them um, and provide them with something that kind of is an affordable option that gives them the, the real sort of a key information about the commercial shipping markets. Um, and what we found is that actually there's been a lot more people than I thought um, from the maritime technology business is doing the course. Um, essentially, it, the people that are new from, to shipping have found it really helpful just to kind of get, get an overview of the different sort of sectors within commercial shipping, understand uh, what, a, what, a, what a ship owner does, what their day in, day out activities like to be, what a ship broker does, what a charterer does, what classification societies are, ship registry, that sort of stuff. And um, the feedback has been, been pretty promising. I definitely think we can obviously improve it and, and we will will improve it. Um, but yeah, that's been a great success uh, and hopefully we'll keep keep growing. Um, and the other course we, we offered was the free um, uh, Digital Shipping Skills Accelerator course, which is our first one. Um, that's been good. I think we've had over 200, 264 people have enrolled in it so far. Um, it's a very short, uh, you can do it in an hour, an hour and a half, um, kind of go through different modules on online videos, me talking about the different, um, kind of platform offerings within the maritime software space, um, give an overview of what SAS is, DAS, IOT, what kind of what they mean. Um, and again, it's just a nice little sort of, uh, perhaps add on that people can, can look into. Um, and also for businesses, some of our clients are now, enrolling their new employees on the courses is just to, just to kind of upskill them a little bit and give them a bit of a head start um, about the commercial shipping space and the obviously maritime software shipping space so lastly um yeah next year i've also um i've been starting to write a, a new book um i haven't confirmed the title yet but it's most likely going to be something along the lines of digital shipping careers um essentially i'm taking everything from what i've learned on by providing the courses from our day-to-day recruiting role and what we're hearing in the markets. Um, basically, I want to put it into a format where people can just pick it up and, and read it in their own time. Um, and I want to talk about the type of opportunities that are available for people. I'm going to go through like in each role opportunity in, in, in depth, um, talk about different solution platforms like, like we talked about before. So like the e-navigation area, vessel performance, fleet management, chartering, satellite communications, um, these all these areas that are kind of wrapped up into that digital shipping umbrella, I, we kind of class. And that includes the supply chain space as well. Um, so I'm excited to do that about a quarter of the way through the book. It takes a long time to write a book. Um, so <laughs> I'm working on that slowly, but it'll be out next year. Um, I did write another little book on, on Amazon called The Essential Guide to Becoming a Shipbroker. So this is going to complement that. That was a very short, I think, forty page or something. So this one's going to be a bit more, bit more um, in in depth, and hopefully it'll really help a number of people. What else have we got coming up next next year? Lastly, is a bit of a new one. 
I'm, I've actually started a new business. Um, it's called Remote Work Tech. And essentially what we're doing is we're providing kind of hand-picked products that I want to um, yeah, make available for our listeners, our network. And it's all to do with kind of being ergonomic and, and kind of having good posture and, and essentially just, just tools and tech that you need to be able to work at home um, or on the move. If you're a business traveler or kind of digital nomad, um, we've got some products coming up and uh, I'm actually going to just create my own little YouTube separate series for it uh, to showcase sort of anyone that's interested in kind of e-commerce, importing, exporting, uh, what it's like to sort of deal with and, and kind of speak to Chinese suppliers and suppliers overseas. Um, so I'm, I'm loving it. I've learned so much about um, supply chain. It's a whole new language, even compared to the commercial shipping, like ship broking languages. Like I had no idea what FOB, like DDP, all these other kind of shipping terminologies meant um, until I've started to physically do it. And, and in general, I, I tend to learn a lot better by just doing rather than kind of reading and researching too much. I, obviously, I watch a lot of YouTube channels myself, listen to a lot of podcasts. My dad had his own freight board, has his own freight board forwarding business. So he's obviously been in it for his whole career and life, but I, I have no idea what he does day to day. I don't really talk to him about it, unfortunately, but um, I'd love to yeah, get a better understanding. So that's coming very soon as well. Waiting for our first shipment to come in. So I'm going to show you, talk you through the products I've chosen. Um, and uh, yeah, slowly and slowly start to introduce more products as the business evolves. Um, so yeah, please do stay tuned. Lots to look forward to. And thank you again for, for listening to Maritime Software Hub. Take care.